And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. Born with central core disease, a rare neuromuscular disorder, Lauren Pyers has about 33% of the physical strength of the average person, but the strength of her spirit is 100%. Born into challenges many never face, Lauren's story reshapes our view of resilience. From hating her scar to proudly owning her story, Lauren's narrative shifts our perspective on strength and vulnerability. It's not just about managing with 33% strength, it's about thriving with 100% heart. Thank you so much, Lauren Pyers, for joining us here on Aware Now to share the space and to share your story. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And glad you are here. So let's begin this way. For those unaware, as I was, you mm-hmm. have central core disease. So yes. what is it and how does it affect you? Mm-hmm. So central core disease is a rare muscle disorder where some of the mitochondria in the muscle cells is depleted. So you might have seen the meme or remember from science class that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell and it can helps convert food into energy and energy into strength. But my own strength is about 33% of the average person. So everyday things like going up a flight of stairs opening a heavy door um, getting up from sitting on the ground everything is just a little bit harder for me so i have to work a little bit harder at things a lot of people take for granted mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um thank you first and foremost for that education now we know let's talk about scars scars come in all shapes sizes and forms from physical scars you can see to the mental and emotional ones that go unseen. If you would, please tell us about your scars and how they're part of your story. Yeah, so I've had three muscle biopsies in my life. Um, One when I was 10 days old, one when I was about 12 where I was misdiagnosed with something, and then one in my early 20s where I was finally uh, diagnosed with central core disease. And the scar from when I was 10 days old on my first muscle biopsy, it's a three inch scar on my thigh that I always hated. Um, Basically the doctors didn't think I was gonna live back then. So they didn't put too much into the aesthetics of the scar and the surgery. And so as I grew up, it grew with me and it always felt like the telltale sign of my disability because I didn't talk about it openly for over 30 years and for over 25 years, I didn't really wear shorts in public. I tried to hide it as much as I could. Um, And it's only now, I feel like later in my life in the last year and a half that I've started to accept it as a part of me um, and kind of acknowledge what I've gone through because of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for so long, let's speak about the fact that you didn't talk, like for over 30 years. So for so long, you did hide your disability. Mm-hmm. Then you stood up, spoke mm-hmm. out and publicly shared it. Question for you here is how was it received by those who knew mm-hmm. you and by those who, who never met you? 
Yeah, so for most of my life, I would say only a few people knew about it. My close friends, my family, my director at work. Um, but like I had coworkers and people who knew me for years who had no idea. And I first openly decided to talk about it in a virtual speaking, virtual inspirational speaking competition called Speaker Slam, where I had to submit a video uh, with a story. Um, the theme was impact. So I decided to talk about the impact of my muscle disability and kind of come out about it for the first time. I recorded the video on a Friday and I had to submit it that night and post it to social media on the Monday. And I spent the entire weekend just out of my mind. Like I was terrified. I was so nervous, not only for the fact that now it was gonna be out there and I was gonna talk about it publicly, but also for the fact that people were gonna know this about me now. Like it was gonna live on on the internet and some people maybe would see that before they met me and I had a really hard time wrapping my mind around people finding out before they knew me but I realized I spend a lot of time and energy trying to hide it because I was worried that people would see me differently and it didn't occur to me until I shared it that a lot of people felt the same. I had so many messages from people who live with central core disease as well because it's a rare disease, I've never met anyone with it in person. Um, but I got so many messages from Germany, from Sweden, from France, from the US, from literally all around the world, people who have it and who also never felt identified and felt like they related to my story and were so happy to see it shared and see me talking about it and telling people about it. Because I think for a lot of people who live with it, I've heard there's a certain amount of shame um, in feeling like you're not able to do things that other uh, people without it are able to do and so it was an amazing feeling to have that kind of response of people who related to it and then also in my own life people who knew me I had it was the wildest cross-section of people from my life who replied and commented on the video my old driving instructor like people I worked with in high school people I went to university with 10 years ago who knew me then but didn't know anything about it and saying how they did see me kind of in a new light, but that they were amazed at what I've been through and that I like what I've kind of done with it. And so it's been, I was very afraid to first share it um, and didn't think that I would have this kind of feeling, uh, kind of feeling after, but it has felt very liberating and very freeing since I've shared it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and for those people who didn't know you so long ago to then say, I didn't, never knew that, but wow, can't believe you even did that because of this. That must have been for you just to say, yeah, I did yeah. do that. Kind of like, yeah, good job, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I did and do kind of still struggle with giving myself credit for things and when I hear those kinds of responses I'm like wow yeah I guess that's kind of cool I guess I feel pretty accomplished when I think about it because I've always said when I first found out about having only 33% strength it was only quantified to me in my early 20s and I was kind of blown away and kind of upset because I didn't realize how far off um, from the average amount of strength that I had. But then when I thought about it, I was like, well, I have a job, I have a great social circle, I have a very full life. And so I used to joke that, well, if I had 100% strength, I'd probably be out fighting crime or something. And so I'm doing pretty well with 33%. All right, for sure, yeah. You'd have to strap on your cape and off you go to save the world. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but you made a good point there too, that it's, it's interesting that it's so much easier to give a compliment to someone else 
yeah as opposed to ourselves so um you know so so some see adversity as a limitation you opted to see it as an opportunity i want to talk about joy and the opportunity there mm-hmm. please share your perspective on joy as it pertains to not finding it magically mm-hmm. but rather creating it Mm-hmm. So if I'm being completely honest, I think I do see my disability as both a limitation and an opportunity. I have always felt that there are things I can do that I've had to accept, but I've also always felt it's an opportunity to try. I never let it stop me from trying to do something, whether I know if I'll be able to do it or not, because I've proven myself wrong a lot of the time. I've tried something not knowing how it's going to go and then felt very accomplished when I did do it. Um, And so because everything in life has kind of been a little bit harder for me, somewhere along the way, I think I started using creating my own joy as a survival strategy because it would be very easy and very understandable, I think, to feel down about all the things that I can't do or all the limitations that I feel. But I want to keep moving. I want to keep feeling like I can do things. And I've been lucky that my mom, as I was growing up, never let me feel like I couldn't do anything. So I kind of grew up with the mindset of, well, let me try. Let me like see what I can do. And I started looking for joy. I've very known in my life for saying yay all the time. And I've developed kind of this concept uh, that I live by now of the daily yay which is creating your own joy and finding the things that make you happy and putting energy into them. So a daily yay might be that something fun and exciting happens naturally and you actually like consciously appreciate it. Or it could be that you're going through a difficult situation and you need to actively look for something good about it. You need to find the silver lining or the positive. So an example is a lot of the times when I'm on vacations with friends, I can't do everything that they do if we're having a long day. So I'll rest up in the morning, I'll take my time getting ready, I'll have some tea, I'll do my makeup, and they'll have already gone off to explore. And then they'll come back for me at lunch. And so I used to feel more focused on the fact that I'm missing out on what they're able to do and I can't spend that time with them. But I then realized, well, when the time, by the time they get back, they already know how to get everywhere. They already know the shortest places to wherever we want to go. They've looked it up and I was like, oh, that's really good for me because then I don't have to spend time wandering around and going back and forth, not knowing where we're going or planning it out. So I was like, that's a yay. I'm saving time this way. And luckily they're fine with it. So kind of creating your own joy. Um, I always have joy, I feel, because I create it for myself and I want other people to know that they can do that too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that fact that you are a yay sayer and not a naysayer so yes absolutely this is my favorite necklace the yay necklace that i wear all the time i love it it. absolutely um so let's let's end this way today lauren as an award-winning speaker finding strength in the sharing of your story Lauren, what advice would you share today, right here, right now, with those who are afraid of their disability being exposed as as you once were? I would say we all have parts of our lives and parts of ourselves that we might be afraid to share or afraid that we'll be judged on. So it might be a physical or mental health condition. It might be a family or financial situation. It might be an aspect of our appearance. It could be a lot of different things. 
And I realized when I started sharing that that is how you find people who will empathize and understand. That is kind of how you create empathy um, because everyone is going through something that we don't know what it is. And by sharing it, we help each other feel that we're not alone. And so, like I said, I spent a lot of time hiding my disability because I was worried people will see me differently. And it didn't occur to me that other people would see feel the same and that I would feel identified. That completely was not in my radar. Um, and it's amazing to finally share something that you've been hiding. It felt so much more freeing and liberating than I thought. My friends tell me I started wearing brighter colors. Like I've changed now as a person because I shared it. And I did not see any of that when I was still keeping it to myself. So I would encourage people to share whatever they feel is holding them back or whatever shame they have, because when you let it go, you receive so much more support uh, than you ever expected. And you will find other people who feel the same way as you. Amazing advice. And to that, I say, yay. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lauren, for sharing this time, sharing this space for sharing your story and helping all of us become a bit more aware now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Ali. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.